Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the uh, Bromley and South London Football League part of the Selk podcast for this week. Daniel Hollis here, the League Secretary, reporting on the results and um, a little update on a few other things um, and the fixtures for next week. So, first of all, on to the big news of the week and that is that our Premier Division title has been decided. Congratulations, massive congratulations to Old Roan. 4-1 winners against Bermondsey Town, another double for Pat Brennan and they are the John Cooper Premier Division winners for this year. So, Old Roan, Massive congratulations, I say. They were leading it last year when lockdown struck um, and didn't get a chance to to try and win it. And this year, they've really been up there all year. Bauman at the start of the year posed a threat. FC Greenwich since lockdown have posed a threat. But since beating them a couple of weeks ago, it looked inevitable. And Old Roan are champions. So well done to them. That was actually the only Premier Division game on this week um, because the other game got called off. Uh, other big news was that Eltham Town are through in the London Junior Cup. They're through to the quarterfinals, drew 3-3 with UCC uh, Diaspora and won 5-3 on penalties. So massive congratulations as well to Eltham Town. Great news, great for the league, into the quarterfinals. Well done to them. OK, on now to Jim Hampson Division 1. And we had a double header in this division and that allowed Groundhoppers to um, gain six points. Two narrow wins against Lewisham Project. Lewisham Project once again going close but not quite there. 3-2 to Groundhoppers in the first game and 3-1 in the second. So well done to Groundhoppers, six points for them. Uh, agenda, 7-0 winners away at West Bromley Albion. Uh, David uh, Bedgabor uh, with two goals for them. And Red Velvet Reserves keep up there in the running. 2-0 winners at Eltham Town Reserves. Good win for them. Farnborough Thirds, a massive win this one. 6-0 against Welling Park Reserves. A great result for Farnborough uh, Thirds. Definitely their best result of the season. And Rustlers beat South Dulwich. That's a bit of a surprise, that one. So well done to Rustlers. 3-1 winners away to South Dulwich, who are in second place. Uh, Titans that division uh, up a lot. Down to Division 2. And a big win here for TNS United. Elliot Anderson, four goals. Um, unbelievable performance, individual performance by him. Um, and five new winners against Farnborough Fourths, who were unbeaten until a couple of weeks ago. They're stalling a little bit. Old Bexley Town now probably look favourites for that division, could we say. 5-1 winners at Beckenham. And then Matagal for an Eltham Eagles, also looking for promotion, drew one all. Uh, doesn't really do either of them any favours. Mildeen back to winning ways after losing their first game to Slade Green Knights last week. 4-0 winners at South East Athletic A. Um, probably result you'd expect. Dulwich Village Reserves 2-0 winners against Teviot and Catford 3-1 winners against Eltham Eagles Reserves. So Catford keeping the pressure on Mildeen. Have a little look at the tables. As I say the Premier Division table has been decided. Old Roan cannot be caught now. Uh, they are champions. Now if we look in Division 1 uh, we've got a real battle here. Eden Park still top and they are uh, eight points clear of South Dulwich after South Dulwich's loss. Um, Red Velvet Reserves are third on 25 points. Groundhoppers are just a point behind now in fourth. They're on 24 points and they've got two games in hand on Red Velvet Reserves. Then we've got Agenda on 21 points. Rustlers on 20. Welling Park Reserves 17. Eltham Town Reserves 16 points. West Bromley Albion 10 Farnborough seven points, Farnborough thirds, and Lewisham Project on three points. 
down to the second division. And top of the table, Old Bexley Town, 22 points. Second, Farnborough Fourths. Third, TNS. Fourth, Matagalpa. Fifth, uh, Peckham Town A. Uh, then Eltham Eagles, then Beckenham. So, um, yeah, looks like Old Bexley Town are probably favourites. They got a game in hand over Farnborough Fourths, and they're a point ahead. Uh, TNS in third, they're three points behind Farnborough and four points behind Old Bexley Town. Down to Division 3, and Mildeen, two points clear of Catford. They've played the same amount of games now. 27 points for Mildeen, 25 for Catford. Chelsfield third, then Teviot, Eltham Eagles Reserve, Dulwich Reserve, Slade Green Knights have had a good run since lockdown finished. Red Velvet A and South East Athletic A. Interesting times. So now looking on to the fixtures for next week. And the fixtures in our John Cooper Premier Division um, on what will be the Saturday the 22nd of um, May. We've got AMG Ballers against Eltham Town. We've got Old Roan against 10MB. They can celebrate their win. Um, so that's the only two games in our Premier Division. Sadly for um, FC Greenwich, they didn't get to finish their season because 10MB couldn't field a side on Saturday. So their season is done. They're going to be runners-up. Um, but... Sadly, they haven't been able to play the last two weeks because the opposition, Eltham Town and then Tenenby couldn't get a team out. OK, down to the um, Jim Hampson Division 1. And we've got Groundhoppers against Agenda. Looks like a great game, that one. Uh, Lewisham Projects against Eltham Town Reserves. Red Velvet Reserves against Farnborough. Uh, thirds, fresh from that big win. Rustlers against Eden Park. Big game now. Rustlers beating South Dulwich. Could they take points off Eden Park? Uh, South Dulwich against West Bromley Albion into Division 2 and in Division 2 we've got Farnborough Forbes against Matagalpa Farnborough Forbes need to keep winning Old Bexley Town against Beckenham Peckham Town A against Eltham Eagles TNS no game this week and then down to Division 3 and we have uh, Chelsfield against Eltham Eagles Reserves Mildeen against Dulwich Village Reserves Teviot against Catford um, that's all the games there. So Teviot Catford, interesting game. Could Teviot pick up a result? So that's the uh, fixtures for next week. I think those fixtures in Division 1 look to me to be uh, our fixtures of the week because that division, everyone just keeps beating everyone. Groundhopper's agenda, two teams with an outside chance of promotion. Rustlers against Eden Park as well. Looks like a cracking game. Um, and Red Velvet Reserves against Farnborough Thirds. Could Farnborough Thirds pick up a surprise result after that 6-0 win last week against Welling Park Reserves. Red Velvet Reserves in third. And then South Dulwich against West Bromley Albion. South Dulwich lost last week. They need a result. So those games all look like absolute crackers to me. Um, hopefully there'll be some great games. And congratulations again to Eltham Town and Old Roan, our big winners from this week. Okay, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League football roundup for Saturday the 15th of May as we saw the penultimate weekend of our League Cup action. And in Group A, the title race has gone down to the wire as leaders FC Petro Cup, who needed just a single point from their final game of the season uh, as they took on DTFC, raced into a 3-0 lead as well against their opponents through goals from Nikolai Gutu, Vasilikat Kristinel Illy and Gennady Moisey. But by half-time, DT had levelled things up in front of a big crowd. Uh, goals from Chris Smith, Alex Paraskeva, Kieran Hickgrave and Tremaine Coley in the end nicked the game 4-3 as DT first levelled and then won the game in the second half. What a game that was. 
They now go into the final game of the campaign next weekend, needing victory against Lymel Gardens to lift the silverware. And in the game's other group of the day, uh, in Group A, West Essex Reserves completed their cup campaign in some style. They returned home with all three points with victory against FC Baresi over in Loughton. West were 3-1 victors on the day to stay fourth in the standings, that being their, just their second win of the campaign, some, uh, one that might be a little bit disappointing for them as they were riding so high in the league. In Group B, things were equally as dramatic, where Kit Out London faced Chigwell Town over in Debden, with the title very much on the line. Chigwell Town led twice in the game through Dominic Farmer and Ross Chimes, but Kit Out London responded in positive fashion each time. Goals from Saul Morris, Yusuf Sidat and Kachi Yassin carried them over the line to win 4-2 and secured the silverware in the process with an unassailable lead in that group. So well done to the Kit Out London boys. That result meant, of course, that Woodford East went into their final game of the campaign knowing that the title was out of their reach as they faced Tower United. But they did have the runners-up uh, medal in their grasps. Just a single goal in the game kept the signs apart, with Frank Glock netting that effort to hand them second place in the group on the back of a 1-0 victory. And in Group G, the final game of the competition saw Together United take on Newham Royals, and all Together United had to do was avoid a large defeat, and that was what exactly what they did, as they won 5-0, courtesy of a Stanley Choir hat-trick. He's been in some great form. As has Fifi Bannon, who scored a brace, adding to other goals he scored in the competition so far. And that carried them over the line to a 5-0 win, their first silverware. Congratulations to everybody at Together United. And that rounds off the action from Saturday the 15th of May in the Essex Alliance League, with just those matters in Group A to resolve on the final day next weekend. Until then, enjoy the rest of the week. Hi guys, it's Rav from Grand Sports Club, representing the R&D. Uh, going over results for last weekend. Start with the Premier Division. Uh, Medway Borough losing 2-1 to Chatham Town Saturdays. Um, Riverside winning 3-2 against Ancorians. Uh, moving into Division 1. Cliff United winning 7-0 against Hunton. Uh, Eccles losing 3-2 at home against AUI Sports. Pavilion winning 4-2 away at Medway Rovers, 18 uh, moving into Division 2, AFC Minster getting a close one with a 4-3 win over FC Waldham. Green Aces Old Boys getting a 3-1 win against Cannon 24. Uh, Waterbury Wanderers drawing 4-0 with Stockbury Athletic. Uh, into Division 3, AFC United losing 2-1 to Techers. Bredhurst in a top-of-the-table clash, beating team in second at the time, Appleyard 3-0. Ourselves, Grand Sports Club, uh, disappointing two-all draw against Macklin Arms. Both teams reduced to 10 early on. Um, and to be fair, Macklin probably deserved more of a win than we did getting the draw, um, but we managed to save it right at the end. Uh, moving on, Medway Athletic, 17, winning 2-1 against Burham. Uh, in Division 4, Vainham Kenworth winning 4-1 away against Bleakwood Rangers. Uh, another top-of-the-table clash here, Gilligan Bilbao against Miletown. Miletown coming out 3-2 winners to move them back to the top of the table. Uh, Rochester FC winning 5-1 against Ancorians Academicals. In the Centenary Cup Group A semi-final, Medway Stars beating Medway City 1-0. Um, and they will take on Parkwood Community Association, who won 6-1 against the Stag. In the Centenary Cup Group B semi-final, Ballstall losing 2-1 to Medway Knights. And Sittingbourne Town 
losing 4-0 to Park Regis Athletic. And in the Centenary Cup Group C semi-final, uh, the cup we are actually still holders of because of last year's none on voyage. Uh, Beachwood 76, winning 2-1 against Greenway Aces Reserves, the side that actually knocked us out of the competition this year. And Little Shastard, winning 6-1 against the Village Upchurch. Fixtures for this weekend. Chapmantown Saturdays face Riverside in the Prem. Midway Borough take on Gillingham Green. Midway Stars take on Ancorians. Parkwood Community Association take on AFC Rangers. And the Stag take on Midway City. In Division 1, AI Sports against Ash Green. Eccles against Ballstool. Midway Knights against Park Regis Athletic. Pavilion Athletic against Cliff United. Sittingbourne Town against Medway Rovers in Division 2. AFC Minster face Eccles Reserves. Cannon 24 against Range Rovers, Range Rovers Colts. Aces Old Boys against Stockbury Athletic. Uh, the Prince against Waltonbury Wanderers. In Division 3, Beechwood 76 take on AFC United Medway. British Juniors take on the Village Upchurch. Macklin Arms take on Techers. The Appleyards take on themselves Grand Sports Club. Bleakwood Rangers take on Mildtown in Division 4. Bly Sports take on Aces Reserves. Gillingham Bilbao take on Ancorians Academicals. And Little Shasta take on Park Regis Reds. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnes Sunday League portion of the Celt podcast. In our Premier Division, Park Rolls 1, Highgate Albion 3, Gal Stars 1, Takers 5 and AC Finchley nil, Rising Ballers 11. Into Division 1, Kadaris Town 6, Enfield United 3, Northumberland Park Rangers 4, Chef Chow and Berbers 1 and in a double header, Highgate Albion Reserves 4, Peckinsport Peckin 3 in Game 1 and Highgate Albion Reserves 2, Peckinsport Peckin 2 in Game 2. Into Division 2 where we had all double headers, Anatolians 1, Grange Park 2 in Game 1 and Anatolians 2, Grange Park 1 in Game 2. GTFA 1, Edmonton Lions 2 in Game 1 and GTFA 2, Edmonton Lions 1 in Game 2. In the double header between United House and Inter Mill Hill, United House 5 in at Mill Hill, nil in game 1. And the second result is unconclusive. We've had a 1-0 result put down for Inter Mill Hill. But we've also had 6 goals credited to United House um, from the 5-0 game. So we don't know whether that's a 1-0 from the other game. But we'll clear that up next week. And in the doubleheader between Mill Hill Club to Football and AFC Rose, Mill Hill Club to Football nil, AFC Rose 3 in Game 1. And Mill Hill Club to Football nil, AFC Rose 3 in Game 2. Very good result from the guys uh, after last week's disappointment in Game 2. Um, bounce back and go back to the top of the table. And obviously the big title decides in a few weeks against Shentry. So we've got the... Um, title in our hands at the moment in our own destiny if we win all three games we'll win the title but it's just winning those games which is the main thing you know you can't overlook anyone but looking into division three now in a double header between Enfield Athletic and Highgate Albion thirds Enfield Athletic two Highgate Albion thirds one in game one and Enfield Athletic one Highgate Albion thirds nil in game two 
Trent Park and North London Colts doubleheader. Trent Park 2, North London Colts 0 in Game 1. And Trent Park 1, North London Colts 6 in Game 2. Very, very, very odd result. Very big surprise in Game 2 there. Trent Park are top of the league and haven't lost all season. And North London Colts put 6 past them in Game 2. So I was very surprised with that. I had to actually check with the team's socials to make sure that result was right. A very, very impressive game two from North London Colts there. And London Orient 1, Hendonians 2. Moving on to Division 4, New Barnet 4, NLR 0. FC Cricklewood 1, Brotherhood Cosy 2. In the double header between Barnet South and Colniach Athletic, Barnet South to 3, Colniach Athletic 1 in game 1. And Barnet South to 3, Colniach Athletic 1 in game 2. And in the double header between Sopranos FC together and Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys, Sopranos FC together nil, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys won in game one. And Sopranos FC together one, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys two in game two. Into Division Five, Gospel Oak Football Club two, Armenian Youth Association two, North Atletico Seniors two, Underdogs three. And into Division Six, AC Muswell Hill seconds one, London Wednesday four. GTFA seconds two, Grange Park reserves three. And in the doubleheader between Oak Hill and AFC Oakwood reserves, Oak Hill nil, AFC Oakwood reserves two in game one. And Oak Hill nil, AFC Oakwood reserves four in game two. In a supplementary intermediate cup semi-final, Barnet Salsa one, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys three. They'll meet NLR in the final. And in a supplementary Premier Cup, Highgate Albion reserves four, Mill Hill Club to Football 2. Uh, they will face Enfield United. We'll get onto that later in the fixtures. And here are the fixtures now. In the Premier Division, Hornsey and Highgate face Continental. And in our game of the week, big double header towards the top of the table. Highgate Albion, who are pushing for the title, face rising ballers who have had a very, very indifferent season. They've scored a lot of goals, they've put in a lot of performances, but at this point, they're not going to be winning the title. And uh, they need these six points. I've got actually gone for a 2-1 win for Highgate Albion in Game 1, and I think Rising Ballers will pick up some points in this game. I've gone for a 3-1 win for them in Game 2. Moving on to Division 1. Highgate Albion Reserves versus Locomotive Thunder. And in my game of the week, we've got Northumberland Park Rangers facing the Wrongans. The Wrongans up towards the top of the table. Being very good this season. Very consistent as well. And I think they'll pick up another three points against Northumberland Park Rangers. I've gone for a 3-1 win there. Moving on to Division 2. We've got double header between Mill Hill Club to Football and North London Athletic. A double header between Grange Park and Inter Mill Hill. And the game of the week. Another double header between United House and Anatolians. I've actually gone for a one-all draw in Game 1 and a 2-0 win for United House in Game 2. Moving on to Division 3 where we have a pair of double-headers. AFC Muswell Hill versus Enfield Albion. North London Colts versus Highgate Albion thirds. Into Division 4 where we have a double-header between Roving Reporters and Gal Phoenix. Sopranos FC together face FC Cricklewood. And in my game of the week, the Barnet Derby. I've gone for a 3-1 win for Barnet South over New Barnet. Moving on to Division 5 where we have Clerkenwell facing Borelli and a double header between Maida Villa and Real Menza. Into Division 6 where we have AFC Muswell Hill seconds facing Oak Hill. 
double header between GTFA seconds and Alexandra Knights and the big game of the week at the top of the table. AFC Oakwood reserves who are top facing Uslot. Uslot need the six points and I think they'll only come away with three here. I think AFC Oakwood reserves will take the first game 2-1 and I think Uslot will pick up a like a 2-1 winning game too. I think I can see I can see three points between both teams and AFC Oakwood reserves won't mind that. I think Uslot are their biggest challengers to the Division 6 title. We have the supplementary Premier Cup final. I believe that's on a Friday night or a Thursday night. Highgate Albion Reserves facing Enfield United. And uh, we have London Junior Cup action as AFC Rose face City East FC. I believe they're in the Hackney and Leighton League. They're unbeaten this season, so it should be a test for us. Um, Join us next week and we'll have all the results from the Barnet League. These are the results and the reviews for the Essex Sunday Football Combination for the weeks 16th and 23rd of May. J.K. Silvertown rejoined the fight for the title this week as they defeated Global 3-1. This means that the title fight is now a three-way contest between Walthamstow Red Star, Barkingside and J.K. Silvertown. This week's action sees we United at home to Walthamstow Red Star and if Red Star win they will take the title. Silvertown can take the title with a win and a loss for Walthamstow. Barkingside are hoping for a similar loss for Walthamstow and a win in their last game versus uh, we United. In Division 1, Loxford defeated Hilford 1-0 in a top-of-the-table clash. A hard-fought win for Loxford season climbed to the top of the table, but have played more games than Hilford. Elsewhere, Debden Sports put BSL to the sword with a 3-0 win, whilst Newbury Forest Reserves maintained their fantastic recent form with a 3-2 win at South Hilford Catholics which almost certainly rules out the home side from gaining promotion this season. This week's action sees the top two take on the bottom two and a chance to extend their advantage at the top of the table. Whilst Newbury Forest meet Debden in a battle of two form sides this season. In Division 2, the league offers its heartiest congratulations to Something for Nothing Football Club who captured the title this week with a stunning 5-1 win at Form Team Belfry Reserves. Well done to all the team over there, to Nathan and his lads on a superb season. We look forward to seeing what you bring in the future and wish you all well over the summer. A great effort. Sitting in second place at the moment is EMH who were held to a 3-3 draw by sheer force. EMH's goals came from two from Kane Dash and one from Charlie Walsh. The only other game in that division saw Barking Colts hold Horse and Well, another form team, so a great result for the Colts. 
awesome well sitting in third place at the moment, but they have two games in hand on Essex Miners and are only two games behind. This week, awesome well visit Hainal in what's sure to be a very difficult game. The now champions, SFN, visit Barking Colts and I'm sure they will want to give them a rousing send-off. The last game of the week sees Sherforce plays the Cardinals. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup for Sunday the 16th of May as we reached the final stages of the League Cup competition for this season. And what a weekend it was with plenty of silverware won. Uh, in Group A, first and foremost, it's a group that went right to the wire after last week's result uh, between El Valiente and Baytees squad. But this week, it's congratulations to Baytees, who earned the points that they needed against a very strong Eastway Athletic side who performed strongly. But Baytees edged the game 2-1 to take the Group A honours. Two first-half goals proved enough for Baytees, with Eastway's late consolation goal, however, making it a real grandstand finish as they fought right to the end. It's congratulations there to Baytees who lifted their first silverware with the league. In Group B, it's a similarly close situation there where FC Baller have positioned themselves in pole position now with just one game to go as they look ahead to their final day showdown next week on the back of an excellent victory against East Stars. Ayomikun Odikoya scored four for his side, he was in great form, and into efforts from Odibola Sotiyimbo, Daniel Brock and Chris Borklo to win it 7-3. Victory in the final game will be enough for them to go to finish top on goal difference. And in Group C, the title was decided on Sunday as Gantz Hill saw the results go their way to lift the crown in some style. They had a tough-looking trip to Ultimate Vision ahead of them as they came out of that top-of-the-table clash at, at Averley as 5-0 victors to move into an unassailable position at the top of the group. Panda moved second in the group and level with two other clubs on nine points as they came away 5-0 winners themselves against Barking in Dagenham. Hamzy Sawaden scored twice while strikes from George Stapleton, Ersan Saeed and Roy Stevens finished things off to leave them in pole position for runners-up with a round of games to go. Barking and Dagenham Wanderers made sure to end their season with some momentum after they completed a second win in the group to ensure they finished well away from the bottom. And what an important result it proved to be as they ended Central Colts' chance of cup glory in a 3-0 scoreline at Robert Clack. So well done to them. In Group D, the group the action continues to excite with everything on the line in the remaining games as three sides sit with a chance of winning the competition still. Roos ended their campaign with a fourth win as they defeated Hornchurch Oakmont 4-1 to go top, at least temporarily. Ellis Marsh got on the Oak score sheet but his effort proved not quite enough. The day's other fixture saw Abridge Village make the trip to Harold Hill to take on local rivals Fadham. The two sides' defences proved to be on top in rare scoreless draw at this level as both sides continued their hopes of a place on the honours board. And in Group G, well, the goals were flying in in this group and we have to first congratulate Faden Green on securing the Group G title uh, on, with the result that they needed on the weekend, beating Jaffna away in Barkingside. And what a win it was. Four goals apiece from Tommy Redhead and Noah Friend, Josh Steele scoring twice, Sam Barrett, Harry Barrett, Bill Johnson and Harry Boyd Walker also netting in a 14-0 victory. What a way to put your name on the honours board. 
And not far down the road, uh, Munkham's uh, scoring a double figure total themselves. A 12-0 victory away in Dagenham against Cobra. What a result that was. We saw Munkham's go second in the group and now looking on odds-on odds favourites to secure the runners-up place. And in the final game of the day, Ainsley picked up just the second win of the group as they travelled to Upshire Forest and returned with all three points. That second win saw them move up to six, um, into sixth spot with six points also. Riley Bowers grabbing the consolation goal for Upshire Forest, which really dented their hopes of finishing in the top two. And our last but not least in the London Sunday Junior Cup, it was quarter-final day for Hatch Lane, who travelled down to uh, the Charlton area to take on B Young Reds in uh, at the Meridian Sports Centre. And it was a very, very close game, although a game which Hatch Lane will rue their missed chances throughout uh, as they ended 1-1, coming from behind uh, against the B Young Red side. And the game went straight to penalties. And in the shootout, the, the B Young goalkeeper really was on top form, uh, saving the first two Hatch spot kicks. And they didn't, didn't manage to recover the situation with the hosts running out 4-2 victors on penalties to move into the semi-finals. Congratulations to them. And that brings to a close the Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League uh, roundup for the weekend of Sunday, the 16th of May. We look forward to hopefully bringing you the final round of action next weekend. For now, goodbye. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Um, as always, going to run through the results from the week just gone, take a look at the fixtures for this upcoming Sunday and also have a look at our Super 6. Um, so starting off with the results, so this Sunday just gone in the Premier Division, got AFC London Road 3, Plough and Harrow 3, AFC Rangers 2, Brookmans Park 1 and Skewbridge against Phoenix, a home win was awarded. In Division 1, AFC London Road Reserves 2, Harper and Cole Old Boys 1, Blacksmiths 9, BWSC 0, Bournemouth Rovers 0, FC Welling 2. Uh, shout out to FC Welling. They're just literally off it. I think it's one point or two points away from winning the league. If they win their game this uh, this weekend, they'll be crowned champions. Hearts Lions 0, Verulam Old Boys 1, and Hilltop Reserves 6, Snug Bar 0. In Division 2, Harper and Cole Old Boys 0, Player Packs 1, Player pack, same as FC Welling. They just need a point to win the league. AFC Mims, nil. Pinewood, one. Who are Pinewood going really well. Closest to uh, the only team that can catch player packs now, albeit a difficult one. Uh, New Greens against Wheatham's at 89. And a away win was awarded. Uh, Oaks, three. St. George's, nil. And in Division 3, Bournemouth Raiders, one. Wheatham's Wanderers, six. Forza Watford, four. Royston Rangers 2, uh, Forza keeping up the pressure on the Mermaid, who actually lost this week. Beehive Reserves 4, Mermaid 3, and the top of Division 3 is so tight. There's literally one goal between them if Mermaid win their game in hand. Uh, Hansbury's 1, TNF 0, and Wishingwell 4, Phoenix Reserves 3. And finally, in Division 4, Champions Hatfield Seniors 7, Brookmans Park Reserves 1, Phoenix A 3, Marshallswick Rovers nil. St Albans Warriors against Hatfield Mosquitoes and a away win was awarded. And Wrestlers 6, Wellin Pegasus 1. So the fixtures for this coming week. In the Prem, we've got Plough and Harrow against AFC Rangers and Six Bells against Skewbridge. 
In Division 1, we've got FC Welling against Snug Bar, Hearts Lions against Blacksmiths, Hilltop Reserves against Harper and Cole Old Boys. In Division 2, we've got Harper and Cole Old Boy Reserves against Oaks, Little Heath against Wheathampstead 89, Pinewood against St George's, Welling Warriors against AFC Mims, and Oaks against Harper and Cole Old Boy Reserves. Sorry, that's a double header. In Division 3, Hansbury's against the Beehive Reserves, Mermaid against Bournemouth Raiders, TNF against Royston Rangers, The Wishing Well against Wheathamsley Wanderers. And in Division 4, Brookman's Park Reserves against St Albans Warriors, Marshallswick Rovers against the Wrestlers, Phoenix A against Welling Warriors Reserves, and Welling Pegasus against Hatfield Mosquitoes. So now on to this week's Super 6. Well, actually first touching on last week's Super 6, um, I was back to my old self losing uh, after my win last time out against Andy. Uh, this time against Welchie. Welchie beat me 2-0, so congratulations, Welchie. Uh, I owe you a pint at the London Road meeting we've got later. I'll, I'll get the first round in. Um, this week, I am going to take on uh, James, uh, James Newton, a.k.a. Newts from Beehive Reserves. I've uh, known James a long time. He was involved with the blacksmiths as, as Andy was. Um, so, yeah, I know him well. Um, and he's got his predictions. But before I... I Partial on to James, just going to run through my predictions. So first in the Prem, we've got Plough and Harrow against AFC Rangers. Um, AFC Rangers flying at the moment. They're getting result after result. Um, really, really are a really informed team. Um, and Plough are doing all right as well, to be fair. They're holding their own. Uh, however, I think this one will be close. But I think AFC Rangers will win it. I'm going to say 1-0 to AFC Rangers. In Division 1, um, obviously I know both these teams quite well. Hilltop Reserves and Harper and Cole Old Boys. Um, Two evenly matched sides. However, Hilltop, very, very rich reign of form at the moment. Uh, and I think they'll win this one. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. Little Heath against Wheatamstead 89. Two of the better sides in Division 2, which is a fantastically competitive league. Um, but Little Heath, closest to player packs at the moment. But they can't win the league anymore. Will they take their foot off the gas? I don't know. Um, Wheatamstead 89, I know them very well. Our rivals for the last couple of years with been us two going for it for league titles and such before COVID hit. So I know Lee and the boys down there well. Um, this game actually finished 6-0 to Little Heath last time round. And I, I know that the Wheatamstead lads will have a bit of pride about him to try and turn that around. Uh, I think it'll be on his even. I'm going to go for 2-2. In Division 3, uh, again, fantastic competitive league, Division 3. Uh, we've got TNF against Royston Rangers. Um, I, I think this will be really close. I'm going to go for 3 all in this one. And we've got two from Division 4 this week. So we've got Brookman's Park Reserves against St. Albans Warriors. Um, I'm going to have to go with St. Albans Warriors. Uh, they're our ground shared side at Knapsbury. So I've got to look after my Knapsbury family. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 St. Albans Warriors. And finally, we've got Phoenix A against Welling Warriors Reserves. Uh, Welling Warriors Reserves, good side. Um, other than the top two in the league, them and Mosquitoes probably third and fourth. Uh, league table doesn't lie. But Phoenix A on an absolute cracking run at the moment. A good run of results. So I'm going to go for a draw here. And I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. Um, that's my Super 6. I'm just going to pass you over to James for his. Cheers for that, Sharpie. Uh, pleasure to be doing this week's uh, Super 6 predictions against you. Um, the first game in this week's uh, predictions is Plough and Harrow versus AFC Rangers. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory for AFC Rangers. Um, I know some of the lads over at Plough and Harrow and, and the managers there um, run, a, run a great side, um, have done for many years. Um, 
I think it's going to be quite a tight occasion, but just looking at the form table, um, I think it's going to be AFC Rangers that come away with a 2-1 victory there. Um, second game is Hilltop Reserves versus Harpen and Colts Old Boys. Um, again, form table mainly because I don't know a huge amount about these sides. I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory for Hilltop Reserves. Um, and then the third game, Little Heath versus uh, Wheat Hampstead 89. Um, Little Heath, I don't know a huge amount about, but they seem to have surprised quite a few in the second division this year. Um, they're in second position at the moment. Um, not sure they're going to be able to overtake the leaders. I think they've only got a game to go. Um, player packs have done an incredible job there. So I think Little Heath against Wheat Hampstead 89 is going to be a 2-0 victory for Little Heath. TNF versus Royston, um, two teams that are in our league, obviously. Um, played TNF a couple of times, I think Royston a couple of times now as well. Both very uh, gritty sides, they don't give much away, uh, very determined sides. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a huge amount in this one either. I am going to go for a 2-1 victory for TNF though. Um, and I think Brookman's Park Reserves versus St Albans Warriors. Again, both sides probably not done as well as they would like to have done this year. Um, they look like they're both sort of struggling down there at the bottom of the table. Um, St Albans Warriors a couple of games in hand, so might be wanting to have a bit of a strong finish. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory for St Albans Warriors in that game. And the final game, Phoenix A versus Warriors Reserves um, down in the fourth division again. Um, I think it's going to be a 3-1 victory for Warriors Reserves. Again, don't know a huge amount about both sides, um, but just going on the sort of form table and Warriors being up in third position, I think they're going to have a, a good end to the season. So that's my predictions for this week. Um, hopefully I do quite well against you, Sharpie, but uh, good luck to yourself and good luck to everybody else for the rest of the season. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Newts. Thanks for that. That's all for this week. Um, Thanks for listening. Speak to you next week. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to the Mates on the Mid-Kent section of the Celt podcast. I've got all the news, views and information from around the league, along with the results and fixes as part of the weekly show. It's week 12 and a part of suspended season, which unfortunately saw a lot of postponements. But there were still 10 matches across all the divisions and we'll bring you the results as part of the show. But first, let's catch up the league stories. Marden and their sponsors donated a fee equivalent to their match fees for the weekend to mental health charity Mid-Kent Mind. The amazing gesture was part of Mental Health Awareness Week and their opponents K-Sports followed up by also pledging £50 to the cause. Amazing work guys all round. I love to hear stories like this so please keep them coming in. I had the pleasure this week of being involved in the Selk 11 charity match against an Erith side raising money for the Tommy Crush Foundation and the Mike Memorial Fund. Great to be involved with the squad. We're a great set of lads. If you get a chance to support the Selk team, uh, please come down and show your support. There's some excellent players and it's always a good game. The rumour is that they're playing locally next and they're facing a Maidstone and Mid-Kent side. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And finally, talking of charity games, nominations have come in for the Maidstone and Mid-Kent team to play the league memorial match on Sunday the 18th of July at the Gallagher Stadium. The match will be supporting some great causes on the day, and if your club haven't made their nomination, make sure they do. It may be someone who volunteers, goes the extra mile for the team, or someone who's playing for many years. Whatever the reason your team would like to say thanks to that player, please complete the electronic form sent round by Steve Taylor, and make sure your club take part in the day. That's it for League News. Remember, for any other questions or queries, you know the drill. 
Email us info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. So let's move on to results from the weekend. In the Express Auto Centre Premiership, Aylesford lost 4-1 to Park Royal at home. A brace from Raymond Chadwick with efforts from Ryan Dismore and Elliot Garner secured the win. Ashley Russell with a consolation for Aylesford. Fisherman's Arms for East Morning was abandoned. A serious injury to a fish player that caused the match to finish earlier than expected. Gold Stars lost 6-1 to Barming Colts. Brett Ince with a hat-trick. Chris Henry, Wayne Roman and a goal from Grant Ince to secure a convincing win. Liam Wilkins with the only goal for the home side. K-Sports edge past Maiden Miners 4-3 as they look to put a stronghold on second place in the league. Lewis Mingle, Dale Davies, Andrew Constable and Aaron Shade with the goals for K-Sports. Thomas Fagg with a brace and Johan Caney Bryan effort wasn't enough for Marden to get anything from the game. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves welcomed White Horse. Both sides have only lost once all season, but it only took White Horse two minutes before they took the lead. A Craig Lawrence free kick zipped off the wet grass and was spilt by the morning keeper, which allowed Liam Stone to follow up and continue his fine scoring record. It wasn't long before it was two. Jacob Walter heading in from a Nathan Irvine cross to put the breadwin in control. East Morning enjoyed good possession but were frustrated by a well-organised White Horse team who stuck to the task. Man of the match, Neil Shepherd, working tirelessly in midfield. The second half continued in the same form. Jacob Walter heading home a Liam Stone corner to make it three. And Mauling, who still had plenty of possession, responded when Matt Morse drove home from the edge of the box. Their wayside looked like they might cause a few more problems for the Breadman when they hit the woodwork, but a deep John South cross picked out the run of Jacob Walter at the back post for him to head home his hat-trick and secure the match for the Breadman. The result sees Whitehorse top Division 1 for the first time this season. Larkfield and Newhive versus Invicta Rangers was postponed, as was Rubicon versus Sutton Valence, both are waysides unable to field a team, so those go to the disciplinary panel. In Division 2, AFC Phoenix took on Minter, uh, which was postponed. Phoenix unable to field a team, so that will also go to the disciplinary panel. Maidstone Tempests hosted Ellsford Reserves. Tommy Whitnell scored a brace. Jay Carr goal and an own goal saw them continue their great form in the league. Unbeaten with 9 wins from 10 matches. Sam Maynard with the goals for Tempests. Park Royal Reserves beat Vinters 2-1. Ben Pattenham with both goals for the Royal. Paul Joyce with a goal for Vinters. Park Royal now leapfrogged them in the table as a result of that win. Jaguars suffered a 12-0 loss against Barming Blues. Jack Samiendi, Tommy Smith, Kane Bands, Luke Hogger and Carlos Bixto with the braces as well as a Martin Bergham and Harry Orchard with the goals. Jaguars still stuck at the bottom of the table without a win all season. In Division 3, Coxheath drew four with Snodland Town, Marius Brew brace as well as efforts from Carl Gurr, Ash Masoa for Coxheath but it wasn't enough. Goals from Bradley Battle, Bradley Davis, Ryan Neal, Ben Twist, and then Snodland earned a share of the points. Invicta Sunday hosted Cross Keys. It was a must-win game for Invicta, who have only picked up a point since the restart of the season. They started well, and on six minutes, a great cross from a wide position by the left from Will Clark found James Marshall at the far post, but unfortunately his header blew wide. Invicta did then take the lead two minutes later. Joe Casey turned and slotted the ball under the keeper from an acute angle at the second attempt. Invicta captain Jack Gilby got in the action on the half hour when from a corner he took a touch to control and then shot on the turn, but his effort edged wide. Gilby was more successful in 34 minutes. Will Cove sent a long crossfield ball to Casey. 
He outpaced the defender and took the ball to the line to pull back to the onrushing Gilby who fired home right footed from Victor's second. Crosskeys playing the long ball over the top caused Invicta problems, but Cameron Uspar, Jamie Allen, Tommy Newman in defence dealt well. Invicta stretched their lead on 52 minutes when man of the match Casey grabbed his second goal. A James Tasker throw fell to Casey in the box. A perfect first touch enabled Casey to shoot on the turn and the ball flew past the keeper into the top corner. Crosskeys kept working and had more chances themselves, but standing keeper Adam Weller first survived his own mishandling and then pulled off an important fingertip save. Crosskeys were to be denied a goal and they got that on 82 minutes through Matt Tucker, but Victor held on for a vital three points to secure third place in the league. Ked Sands lost 4-0 to Lake on Angels, Josh Upson with a hat-trick and Danny Ratman with a solo effort to wrap up a convincing win. And that's all the results from the week. So finally, let's have a look at the fixtures for the week ahead. Aylesford take on K Sports, Barming host Fisherman's Arms, Marden Miners take on Gold Stars, and Park Royal welcome East Morning. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves host Rubicon Limerick, Larkfield and Newhive take on Langley, Sutton Valence host Victor Rangers, and Whitehorse welcome Laybourne. In Division 2, Barming Blues take on Vinters, Tempests host Phoenix, Whitehorse Jaguars take on Park Royal Reserves. And in Division 3, Invicta Sunday welcome Laybourne Angels. Laybourne Chase take on Kent Sands. Stolen Town host Crosskeys. And Coxheath and Farley visit Walnut Wanderers. That's unfortunately all we've got time for this week. Thanks to Invicta Sunday and Whitehorse for sending in their match reports. Please keep them coming. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back next week with all the news, views and results. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. Hello, and welcome to our All Around the Leagues recording, bringing you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. Taking results from Sunday the 16th of May, Newtown Cobras consolidated their position at the top of Division 1 this week with a 6-1 win over Slade Green Railway. C. Smith scored a brace with O. Purcell, R. Styles, B. Troke and J. London all scoring, with Dan Latchford replying for Slade Green. Dave Rayfield and Jack Dexter were both on target for Marley Royals as they won 3-1 over Valley Rovers, Scott Horseman responding for Valley Rovers. In the Dartford Eagles Hive Titans doubleheader, Hive Titans won the first game by three goals to one, with an entertaining 3 all draw in the second game. The other game in Division 1 saw South Dareth pick up their first league win of the season with a 5-1 win over New Ash Green. In Division 2, Sean Hyam had a narrow 4-3 win over AFC Rocheville, with Adam Furs a brace from Harry Allen and Ashley Watt, all on target for Sean Hyam. The old leather bottle got the better of Cobham by three goals to two, with Harry Boyd scoring a brace and Clint Reynolds also scoring for the, for the bottle. Mark Jones scored twice, with Jack Roche adding the other as Gravesend, for Gravesend Spartans, but it didn't stop Springhead Park winning this as they replied with six. Rising Eagles drew their first game of the doubleheader with Swanscombe Tigers uh, two apiece but stepped up a gear in the return fixture with a 6-2 victory. In Division 3, Peter Buckles scored for Taverners as they drew 1-0 with Halls Athletic. Pella Marms had a good 4-0 win over Welling Park Wanderers. Gavin Deep Basra scored for Guru Nanak, but their game ended 1-0 against Gravesend United. And a lone effort for Radindra Singil for Verbena wasn't enough as Phoenix replied with 6 Don Burrows scored twice and Luke Jenkins the other as Ridgeway Darts 
beat Darston Athletic by three goals to one. Dartford Athletic won 5-2 against Queen. The Rose Athletic also hit five against Nuevo, winning by five goals to one. And a goal from George Twirin for Hollister's set up a one-all draw with Grayson Cricketers. Meanwhile, in the Senior Cup, Longfield Athletic proceeded to the semi-final with a 5-1 victory over the Sun. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and results from the North Kent Sunday League next week. Bye for now. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. Not too many games to report today as all the cup games reach the latter stages. The shorter my sections will be, but I appreciate you guys listening anyway. So just before we get to last Sunday's results, as always, if you haven't already, check out Sporting Continental's YouTube page. Just search us up on Google, we will come up, or YouTube, we will also come up. Give us a like, hit that subscribe button, it's absolutely free. It's not going to cost you a thing, but it shows us massive support and we highly, highly appreciate it. As mentioned before, post-lockdown, the Southern Sunday decided to cancel all of its league games and concentrate on getting all of the cup games completed. So, let's get straight into all of the semi-finals that took place on Sunday, the 16th of May, 2021. We had a couple of semi-finals that kicked off at 930 those were the Brian Howard's President Cup semi-final and the Dylan Rigobert Trophy semi-finals. In the Brian Howard President's Cup, Lions United beat South City by three goals to two at Prince George's in Rains Park. Congratulations to Lions United on getting to their cup final. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy semi-final, Locomotive Wimbledon lost by three goals to one to Wimbledon Commoners. That game was also played at Reigns Park. So congratulations to Wimbledon Commoners for getting into the Dylan Rigobert Trophies Cup Final. They will play, of course, AFC Putney. In the Marcus Lipton Cup semi-finals, Swag FC beat Sporting Crabs by two goals to nil. That game kicking off at 12 o'clock at Prince George's in Reigns Park. And in the other Marcus Lipton Cup semi-finals, ourselves, Sporting Continental, drew 1-1 in what was a dramatic game. Oh my God, I tell you, it was crazy. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the highlights of that on Friday. It's honestly worth watching. So the game itself finished 1-1. Bath Old Boys scoring in the first minute of the game and us equalising on the last minute of normal time. That game then went to extra times when either team could find a winning goal. That game then went to penalties where we came out victorious by four goals to two. Commiserations to Barfold boys, they defended very, very well. Again, like I said at, at the start, this is going to be a very short episode. Those were all the games that took place in this week just gone. And I would love to preview the games from next week, but we only actually have one game taking place. And then a couple of friendlies. I'll go through them anyway. In the Frank Blunston Cup semi-final, Wimbledon Town's first team will take on Swag FC again at 12 o'clock at Prince George's Reigns Park. The winner of that will obviously go to the final. And a couple of friendlies to report on. Barn Stormers will take on ACT Arantes United at Barn Elms. And Harbour Rovers will play against Clapham Wanderers at Prince George's Reigns Park 
at 12.30. So that's it from me today. No more games to report on. And with that being said, hopefully I'll see you guys next week. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for matches played on Sunday the 16th of May. In the Junior Cup quarterfinals, two of the four semi-finalists are now known as AFC Bedmond and St Mary's Harefield both won through high-scoring ties. AFC Bedmond defeated Hertfordshire Eagles 7-4. AFC Bedman took the lead through Connor Toomey after a good link-up play between Jordan and Lewis Toomey. They then doubled their lead after Jack Pratchett hit a free kick which was flicked on by Jordan Toomey to find the head of Jake Davison, who scored his first goal for the club. A third goal soon followed when Connor Carney slipped the ball through to Tommy Twelves, who drilled his shot into the bottom corner. Hertfordshire Eagles pulled a goal back before half-time when Jake Hathrell scored from the penalty spot after Tom Perman handled the ball in the area. Eagles then reduced the Bedman lead further early in the second half through Dan Linfield. But soon after, Connor Toomey this time got the assist for his brother Lewis before Tommy Twelve picked up his second goal of the game with a neat finish. Lewis Toomey then picked up his second goal of the game and Bedman six with a finish in the bottom corner. Hertfordshire Eagles, however, never gave up and scored twice more to cut the deficit to just two more. One, a second penalty, this time scored by Connor Hewitt-Coleman after a Michael Crowley handball, and a goal from Jack Nalachlan. But Tommy Twelves then ensured Bedmond would feature in the semi-final after a 1-2 with Connor Toomey before dinking the ball over the keeper to complete his hat-trick and round off the victory. In the second quarter-final, St Mary's Harefield, who, like Bedman, won their group, defeated Soccer 4-2, but not before Soccer gave them a mighty scare, as they fought back from 2-1 down. St Mary's saw their centre-back sent to the Simbin, However, this seemed to spur them on, and five minutes later, Cole Swan converted from 18 yards out. Whatever the soccer manager said to his players at half-time, it had an immediate effect, and within five minutes they were level when Harry Chamberlain set off on a run and smashed home a shot from around 30 yards out to equalise. With soccer now on the front foot, St Mary's had another player simbined and were made to pay the price when Harry Chamberlain nipped in to slide the ball past the keeper to put Soccer 2-1 up with his second of the game. This prompted St Mary's to throw everything at Soccer 
um, and their defence. And from a corner, James Peake poked the ball home on the goal line to equalise. Just five minutes later, St Mary's went back in front when Peake got his second, heading home a free kick. A couple of minutes later, Soccer had a goal-bound effort cleared off the line, but shortly afterwards, Harry Fulbrook wrapped things up for St Mary's with a great diving header to make it 4-2 and see St Mary's into the semi-final. In the Junior Cup Group A, Inter now required just a point from their final group game against Batchworth this coming Sunday to qualify for the last eight after they defeated Chester United 2-0, who had already qualified as group winners. Alfie Jones and James Oldham scoring the goals for Inter. In the Junior Cup Group C, FC Metropolitan Hearts beat West Hearts 7-1. Dan Branch scored four times, with Tom McGuinness, Alec Morgan and Dean Cerbato also on target. Aaron Eager scored the West Hearts consolation. In the Invitation Cup Group A, Railway Arms defeated Bushy Rangers 8-1 to go back to the top of the table. Dean Brinton and Marcus Rivers each scored a brace, with Dan Bourne, Jermaine Bocci, Todd Armstrong and George Brockwitz netting the others. George Davis replied for Bushy Rangers five minutes from time. The group leaders at the start of play, Casbury Rangers, suffered a 3-0 defeat to Rifle Volunteer, who have now gone into second place. Andy Lomas was the star man for Rifle Volunteer as he struck a hat-trick. The first goal came just before the break when he allowed the ball to run across his body before arrowing his shot into the net, giving the Rangers keeper no chance. The second and third goals followed in the second half. The first, an easy finish following a neat build-up before rounding the win off, following a swift swift counter-attack with Rangers caught on the break, throwing players forward. Cassabry, despite leading the group going into the final game, now face an anxious wait, with having played all their six games to see if they will qualify for the knockout stage. If AFC Leesden win their two remaining games and Langleybury win their final game, they would miss out. It could have been far worse for Langleybury, though, who gained a point from a 1-1 draw with bottom-placed Oxy Spartans. Rob De Silva scored a penalty early in the game. But in the second half, Langleybury were reduced down to 10 men after about an hour, but that seemed to inspire them to a fight back. And with just 10 minutes left, Oliver Islet scored what could prove to be a priceless goal in the fight for qualification. In the Invitation Cup Group B, the two scheduled fixtures 
which were North Watford against Sun Sports Athletic and St Joseph's versus Fox and Stone were not played due to two of the clubs not being able to field teams. In the North Watford game, it was Sun Sports Athletic that couldn't field a team. And in the St Joseph's Evergreen game, it was St Joseph's that couldn't field a team. Therefore, based on that, the league have decided that both games will be awarded as nil-nil wins to North Watford and Fox and Stone. This leaves the uh, Invitation Cup Group B now completed in theory, um, but we have an issue over one of the earlier games in the competition um, where Fox and Stone or were um, accused of playing an eligible player. Um, the league decided to award the game to the opposition, but Fox and Stone have now taken the matter to the county FA for an appeal. So currently, at the moment, we don't quite know what the result of that will be. Um, the current table shows, at the moment, Oakview as the group winners with 15 points. At the moment, Sun Sports Athletic is second with nine points. Um, North Watford are and will finish third with nine points. And currently, Fox and Stone are sitting fourth and the game will qualify with seven points. However, obviously, if the decision regarding the Fox and Stone game award is changed by County FA, then that will reverse uh, the positions between Sun Sports Athletic and Fox and Stone. So then Fox and Stone would finish second, and Sun Sports Athletic would finish fourth. This, obviously, we will need to wait and see, and is of vital importance as uh, the positioning finishes in the groups um, do affect who you then meet in the quarterfinals. So I think that will have to wait until possibly into June before we have a decision. Thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll hopefully be back next week to give you more updates on the games from the 23rd. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.